Chapter 7, My Three Favorite Things. One of the first questions I ask people I meet in Japan is, what is your favorite thing about Japan? I have asked this question to both Japanese and foreigners. The beautiful thing is, people have given me some profound answers, providing deep insight and understanding. One of the first people I asked was Ron. Ron worked at Toyota City. Ron is a Canadian who has lived in Japan for over 18 years. On one of my Japan study mission tours at the Toyota plant, Ron gave a lecture about Toyota. After his talk, I asked Ron what were his three favorite things about Toyota and his three favorite things about Japan. He retorted that really they were one and the same. I had a sense that Ron was going to give me a great and thoughtful answer, so I pulled out my iPhone and I recorded it. My first favorite thing about living in Japan is the Japanese people are so conscientious. Conscientious means not only do they do their best, but they're always aware of what the standards are. Not only the standards in your business and competing businesses, but also around the world. You always keep trying to raise yourself up to that standard. Number two, we have a real sense of the customer. We have an expression, omotainashi, meaning the spirit of hospitality. Everything that we do should respect the spirit of hospitality. Number three, Japan is a wonderfully innovative place, even though we are tradition-bound. As I'm living here every day, I'm feeling the traditions, and I'm supported by the traditions. At the same time, these people have space somewhere in their heart to innovate. One of the most famous expressions when you watch a commercial on TV is, it's a new product. That's all you ever hear. So how they combine both tradition and innovation is one of the greatest things about Toyota and Japan. As I pondered Ron's response, I asked myself, what is so different and unique about Japan compared to me? How aware am I of the current standards, both in my industry and with competing businesses? Even more revealing is how aware I am of the standards of my industries in Europe and Asia and beyond. Tacitly, sure, I make an attempt. But to be honest, I'm not very informed. Sure, I attend a trade show from time to time. But that's not a substitute for a rigorous pursuit of staying at the forefront of my industry. For many of us, it is easy to get comfortable with our ways. When the Japanese saw Admiral Perry come ashore in the 1800s, they were astonished at all the modern weapons and engineering advancements that he brought with him. The Japanese naturally felt like they were behind. You need to understand that at that point, the Japanese society was closed. They were not interested in foreign influence, and they deliberately closed their country and society from the rest of the world. But under the Meiji Restoration, they gradually moved towards an open society. This new way of thinking slowly took root. People gradually became aware of the current standards, both at home and abroad. The important point is they completely changed their thinking. Are we willing to do the same? Another more jarring event was their adoption of omotainashi, a spirit of hospitality.
The concept of omotenashi is an openness to people of different backgrounds and supporting the idea of awareness and consciousness. These two ways of thinking are a deep contrast and change from their original thinking. I think it would be easy to just make excuses, oh, well, we're on an isolated island floating in the middle of the Pacific. How in the world could we ever keep up with the outside world? Not the Japanese. Their new way of thinking caused them to see the necessity to improve their position. Toyota's humble beginnings started when they were a textile company, when Sakichi Toyota improved the loom that his mother was working on. When Sakichi visited an exhibition in Tokyo and saw how behind the Japanese were compared to the rest of the world, he felt bad. When young Sakichi Toyota returned home, he started to make small improvements to his mother's loom. Eventually, his loom proved to be better than the Platt brothers in England, who were the leaders in the world at the time. Sakichi's looms were so good that he ended up selling the patents to the Platt brothers. Not long after that, the Toyota Motor Company was born, and the name was changed to Toyota because he did not want the company to be about the family. He wanted it to be a great and lasting contribution to society and his country. This potential awaits anyone if they become deeply conscientious. Do you feel bad like Sakichi? This is exactly how I felt when I first traveled to Japan and saw the difference in standards between my manufacturing processes and theirs. But most of us are just fat, dumb, and happy. Life is good. Why should we worry? Why should we improve? The money's coming in. Young Sakichi set out to do something great because of a sense of debt and gratitude to his country. A sense of debt and gratitude naturally invokes this kind of thinking and will sustain this kind of thinking. The Japanese are aware of the competing standards in their business and the standards abroad, and they do something about it. The Japanese have not only matched the current standards, but they have now become the standard for the rest of the world, whether it's automotive, steel, electronics, heavy industry, robotics, or high-speed rail. The idea of being aware is acutely different from their isolationist past. Their change in thinking has benefited them, and it would behoove us to do the same. I remember when I landed in Japan 19 years ago and I toured a Toyota plant. I felt exactly as the Japanese must have felt when they saw Admiral Perry come ashore with his technological wonders. I felt like I was living in another planet, clueless about what real manufacturing was all about. Thank God the Japanese walked into my plant and revealed a new standard to me. At that moment, I became conscientious that I was operating far below the current standard. The beautiful thing is, 19 years later, my company is now looked upon as the standard. People from around the world tour our facility, yet every time I work in Japan, I am astounded at what I see and what I learn. 
Another fascinating aspect of Ron's comment is that the traditions of the Japanese people did not hinder or block their receptiveness. Rather, it supported their receptiveness to new ideas. The tradition of having omotainashi, that real sense of the customer, that sense of hospitality, allowed them to naturally be exposed to and explore new ideas. Ron went on to say that they have space in their heart to innovate. They are renowned innovators at the top of their game in so many areas. These are the conditions where good enough cannot take root. They are a wealthy country, a highly educated country, one that boasts the highest standard of living in the world. They have everything most of us could only dream of, and yet they are still not satisfied. They practice Kaizen, continuous improvement. When General MacArthur toured Japan after their defeat in World War II, he said the Japanese were like a bunch of children. Well, it's possible that he could have said it disparagingly. It is childlike curiosity that is so necessary to fight off the calcification that traditions can create. I believe it is the ability to hold opposing ideas, tradition and innovation in the same hand that is so powerful. Ken Mogi, a neuroscientist and Japanese scholar who has authored over 100 books, said, The Japanese are masters at holding and balancing two opposing ideas at the same time. For instance, there is harmony and diversity in Japanese culture, yet there is great harmony and diversity amongst every individual. At face value, the Japanese culture looks very monolithic to the outsider. Everyone looks and acts the same, but in reality, that's not the case. For instance, in their religious system of Shintoism, they believe in thousands of different gods, and yet there's no rioting and fighting. Everyone seems to get along. Amidst all the different belief systems, they maintain a harmonious disposition. Though this belief system of thousands of gods could breed tension in most societies, it is instead harmonious. The reason is harmony is a tradition that supports the diversity of beliefs and opinions. It is the ability to maintain a harmonious society while at the same time allowing for innovation and openness to new ideas that is so unique. Harmony in diversity. Conscientiousness is a very interesting word. It is defined as the personality trait of being careful and diligent. If you give it some thought, it's just the opposite of someone who is sloppy. To be conscious is to be aware and respond to one's surroundings. Notice the word demands a response. There is nothing passive or laissez-faire about being conscious. We should all aspire to this. I try to do everything with Japanese conscientiousness. While day by day, it can be difficult to see an appreciable change. When I look at my progress over the years, the improvements are breathtaking. I believe we should approach this new conscientiousness with a sense of duty to our country, society, and family with the same spirit as young Sakichi Toyota. 
Being conscientious is natural for the Japanese. They don't feel entitled because of their past successes, but rather they feel indebted. What do you believe? And how is it affecting your conscientiousness? Being open to new people and having a sense of others and not yourself is a tradition that supports conscientiousness and innovation. Openness begets new ideas, which leads to new innovations. Is there room for you to be more aware and conscientious? There certainly was for me when I became more conscientious and aware of what the new standard was, it changed my life forever. Today, I'm on a course of excellence that gives back to me like a perfectly placed investment. I have learned to never be satisfied and be constantly improving everything. This new way of thinking has enriched my life in every possible way. At the start of this book, I stated the reason I wrote it was so that I could more deeply understand the way the Japanese do life. These simple nuggets that Ron revealed transform me and it can transform anyone else willing to listen and apply it to their lives. Good thinking, good life. The one thing, be conscientious about everything. Everything.